Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Lair Bear. Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good. I love your take. When we talk about the up, upcoming midterms, we talk about it too much at home. So let's talk about it now. What's your take as we are five days and counting? We see some new polls. I know you live and breathe the polls and watching the elections. What do you, what what is your latest take this morning? Uh, it's going towards a wave election for the Republicans. And this happens every single time there's been a wave election in the midterms. People start making up their minds at the end. Every single milepost that lets you know this is a bad year for the Democrats has happened. Normally, you have one or two of these signs. Now you have all five. For instance, the president's approval rating. It's gotten better, but it's still way down, anywhere from nine to 11 points underwater. Then you have direction of the country. That's awful. That's historically low. People that think that the country is going in the wrong direction is historically low. The number one issue for people, by the way, is the economy. And then when they ask people, do you believe that the president is the best person or the Democrats are the best people to handle the economy, overwhelmingly, they say no. And then the last sign you look for is the generic poll. The generic poll, who would you like to run Congress? Republicans or the Democrats? If the Republicans even tie, because the way that the House seats are set up all around the country, if the Republicans even tie, it's a good year for the Republicans. In some of the polls, they're up five points. So what you're seeing now is a shift to the Republicans. And now some seats that nobody thought were in play are suddenly in play. New York governor, Oregon governor, Michigan governor. And the one that I just saw yesterday, as you know, that shocked me was the Senate seat in Colorado. Now, nobody's talked about that. And all of the sub, all of a sudden, Senator Bennett, the Democrat, looks like he's vulnerable. It's almost a tie. And that came out of nowhere. So in every one of these wave elections, you get a couple of elections that nobody was watching that people the next day are going, oh, my God, what, what happened there? What happened in that state? What happened in a House seat in Connecticut? What happened in a House seat in Pennsylvania that nobody was watching because everybody assumed it was just going to be safe for the Democrats? And it goes the other way. So as we get into this last week, it is going more and more towards the Republicans. So I told you the last time I was on the phone with you that it looked like it. I wouldn't be surprised. I said then not that it looked like I wouldn't be surprised if the Republicans get 54 seats in the Senate. Real clear politics just changed its projection to 54 seats, giving them the New Hampshire race. Uh, if they also win in Colorado, which I'm not sure is going to happen, but it's going to be close. 
If they also win Colorado, that's 55 seats. Nobody saw that coming. Just just 10 days ago, everybody thought it was going to be a toss-up. Now it looks like it could go Republican. And remember what I told you, I guess, when I was on a couple of weeks ago. There is an inherent bias in these polls. And this has been statistically analyzed. In, in some states, it's, it's huge. Like in Pennsylvania, over the last three elections, there's been a 4.4% bias against Republicans. Nobody knows sure why it is. In some states, it's biased towards Democrats. But in some of the key states this year, like Pennsylvania and Ohio and Wisconsin, especially, it can be four to eight points that the polls have been off for Republicans the last few times. So this, Don, it looks more and more like this is going to be a big Republican wave. And I don't think President Biden did any favors to the Democratic candidates when he gave that speech last night. That, uh, I thought, was embarrassing. It was desperate. It was embarrassing. And uh, all these candidates have been trying to keep Joe Biden out of their campaigns, and he he can't help himself. Mm -hmm. He imposes himself. So in all the issues people care about, all the issues they tell the pollsters they care about, he gets up and further divides the country, which he promised he wouldn't do. <laughs> and so I think people just look at that and go, oh, uh, you know, this is the whole reason I'm voting Republican. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> democracy. Save democracy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. That's the, there's so many lies in this campaign, and one of them is to save democracy. Democracy is fine. <laughs> it's, it, it is the most resilient thing we have in America. The Founding Fathers did a great job. We, we survived attacks on our country. We survived the Civil War. We survived the Civil Rights Movement. I mean, we're, the Vietnam War, we're fine. This is nothing. We can shake this. Democracy can shake this off like a, uh, a mild cold. It's, this is nothing. That's, there's so many lies in, uh, this time around. That's, that's one of the big ones, though. Well, I know that you you look at the sort of Bible for looking at, you know, polling and the Cook Report shifted, you know, 10 Biden won House districts toward the GOP. But on the right. other hand, and, and you, of course, hosted for years Emmy Award winning show Jersey Matters and the Cook Political Report downgraded uh, Andy Kim's chances in um, New Jersey's third district there. I thought that was interesting as well. That it's that that's he's going against Healy. It's now leaning toward the Democrat in this one. So I found that one an interesting local race that's not getting a lot of publicity yet. It's making you know national news. I'll tell you what you know. I've interviewed Andy Kim mm-hmm. several times and Bob Healy and, too. Uh, and, and I don't. I like Andy Kim. I, I think he. I think he's worked hard, and I remember interviewing him when one of the first polls came out that he was the most vulnerable seat in the country. And, um, and it didn't turn out that way. He, he worked hard to, to stop that from happening, happening. It, you know, there's going to be some people that are, are fairly moderate and there's going to be some people that have done their job very well, like Abigail Spanberger down in Virginia or Andy Kim, and they've done their job, and they're going to lose only because they're going to get swept out in a wave because their party was such a disaster. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting one. Also, 
uh, up in North Jersey, Mikey, Mikey Sherrill has been down raised too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and she was like a rising star in the democratic party and hers has been downgraded as well. But this is exactly what happens in a wave election. All of a sudden people who thought they were safe as we get closer and closer to election day, it's like, uh Oh, what, what happened there? I thought that seat was safe. That's going to happen. There's going to be some surprises if this trend keeps going the way it's going and i can't see why it would switch but look at you that cook report that's uh that's that's the bible that's the big one i mean of all the ones there's for people that want to follow this stuff the cook report is the best one but all of their all of their really important statistics Mm -hmm. and news you have to pay for but the cook report is great uh, real clear politics is a really easy one to go to. Yes. 538, I don't like as much because it's Nate Silver and I think he's biased. But Larry Sabato is another one. He used to work for the Cook Report and he does the crystal ball. And by the way, he looks at a lot of races. He looks at state legislatures. He looks at, um, I just was reading his stuff about attorney general races and secretary of state races. And, you know, we know from the last election how important secretary of state are. Yeah. So um, you forget because everybody's worried about the Senate and the House. You forget all of the elections that are so important happening across the country. But um, if it is a wave election, and I believe it is, if it is, all of vote like Secretary of State races that you thought were close, all of a sudden are uh, you know it's going to go Republican. So uh, it's going to be exciting. This is a big election night. It really is. We'll be watching it, of course. I, you know, I, I love that Larry, that Larry Menti, my husband, Emmy award winning anchor host, radio host, TV host. I mean, your accolades go on and on, but I love that you said that you like Andy Kim, who's a Democrat from New Jersey, because I think it's, it's important to be, you know, to be gracious, to be nice. You don't have to hate somebody just because you disagree or dislike their politics. And so I think I think that kind of kindness and a respectable debate is good to have. But I think it's fascinating here that, you know, it looks like now, according to the Cook Report, that Republican Bob Healy does have a fighting chance of beating Representative Andy Kim, who's a Democrat from Morristown, not because Andy Kim's a bad guy, but he's associated with a party that's made a lot of bad decisions and the lockdowns. And we get back to that issue of parents and new jersey really suffered as far as lockdowns and mandates and even the parks were shut down and now the mental health of kids and we're feeling that in pennsylvania i mean we had it i think worse and if you're in philadelphia far worse because of the lockdowns and you don't hear about it in the media but i do think part of this wave is the backlash to say you know what you hurt me, you hurt my business, but more importantly, you hurt my children, you hurt my grandchildren. And I think there's a special place in, in the brains of all of us, but especially moms, where you hurt my kid and I'm going to get you. Yeah, it's funny how we forgot the lesson of Virginia so quickly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened with Glenn, Glenn Youngkin when he, out of nowhere, won the governorship in Virginia in an off-year election. And all he ran on was parental rights in school. That's all he ran on. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we all forgot that you didn't. You've been saying this uh-uh. for a while. And a couple of times where I said to you, uh, no, it's really the economy. Just stay on the economy. That's the issue this time around. But then I saw I, I and, and I always go by the polls. So I always believe the polls and nobody was polling that question. And finally, recently, Fox News polled that question and it came up like 74 percent of voters. Yeah about that and so i think you're right and and so it explains a couple things um it explains why independent women and white suburban women but not just white suburban women suburban women whether they're whatever whatever their ethnicity well i just uh, i'm just going by what i heard uh you know there was a report that it was white suburban women that make up 20 percent of the electorate and so uh, and so you might be right that it might just be suburban women, but white suburban women make up 20 percent of the electorate and they have gone 24 percent. They've switched completely from Democrats to Republicans, independent women also. And as you said, just all suburban women have switched over. So maybe you're right. Maybe I don't have to throw in the white. But when they break down these polls, they do break down uh, race and ethnicity. But it's also Hispanics. Mm-hmm that are switching over. And the school issue is huge with Hispanics as well. And the other poll I saw the other day that kind of shocked me is Generation X. Everybody says, oh, it's all baby boomers who were Republicans. No, it's the next generation after that, too. Generation X. So there is a shift in a lot of demographics that nobody was expecting. And it's what's pushing this surge at the end for the Republicans. Yeah, I I believe that as well. And it's, you know, they say about women, especially that, oh, we we forget things, right? Especially if you have kids, you forget the, the, the pain of childbirth, you forget things over the years, but you really never forget if somebody messed with your kid, and I really think that's, honest to goodness, I think that's part of this, that you can't let yeah, it go. I talk, yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and I think the Democrats thought the Republic, that women were just going to vote on the abortion issue. And, um, and that hasn't been the case. It was a, that's what happened in the summer. There was definitely a switch in the polls and a switch in direction of the election because of the Roe decision. But that waned. And... What's fascinating to me as we talk about the great lies of this campaign that we talked about a second ago, the one of the ones aside from the threat to democracy that bothers me the most is this talk about, you know, when I get in, I'm going to codify Roe versus Wade. That's what Democrats say. And then Republicans, you have some Republicans like the idiot Lindsey Graham, who screwed up the race for lots of Republicans by saying, I'm going to get in there and say we're going to. Uh, make abortion illegal after 15 weeks. And so, uh, which, you know, he threw that in the beginning of the campaign. And so you have Republicans being attacked in that they're going to go after abortion when they get in because of Lindsey Graham. And then you're going to, then you have these Democrats that say they're going to, uh, they're going to codify Roe versus Wade. None of that can happen. None of it can happen. I mean, they could do it, but uh, you know, you, I keep thinking, did nobody read the Dobbins decision? Right. They didn't. They they weren't against Roe versus Wade. What they were against was the idea that the federal government or the courts would get them would get themselves involved in this. 
that it, there's not their place. So it was more about federalism and states' rights than it was about abortion. So anything the federal government does is going to get thrown out by the Supreme Court. They, they're extremely clear. So all of these Senate candidates talking about abortion yeah. it was disingenuous. is BS. It's, it's disingenuous. They're just using it as an issue. They can't do anything. Larry Menti, thank you so much. And uh, I know you have to get back to your laundry and dusting. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I have a list here that you did. Yeah, the a list that you list? Not really. left for me. <laughs> well, oh, by the way, what time are you going to get home? I have to run your bed. <laughs> Not happening. Larry, thank you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.